This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien. Call 0345 6060 973. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. Four minutes after 12, and you are listening to LBC. Uh, if you're listening live, welcome. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, you're welcome too. Mention that because we yesterday started climbing up the charts again. I don't know why. It was very gratifying. Also, up the comedy charts on the iTunes podcast. But if you're wondering why, what possible comedy could there be contained within James O'Brien's ludicrous broadcasts? And stay tuned to find out because this is the hour where we achieve mutual satisfaction. We deliver. Knowledge on a previously unprecedented scale. We refresh the parts of your intellect that other radio programmes simply cannot reach. But I can't do any of that without you. And you need to pick up your phone and dial 0345 6060973 now if you've got a question that needs an answer. It's not quite that simple. Um, you will be given fairly short shrift, I'm afraid, because the switchboard goes bonkers. I mean, do you know what? The switchboard during Mystery Hour is even busier than it is when we have a conversation about Israel and Palestine. And that is really saying something. It goes even busier in this hour than it does during those uh, heated debates. So, why would you ring in? Well, if you've got a who or why or where or what or when or wherefore or whither or whence whatever the interrogative pronoun may be you've got a mystery that needs solving and you know there must be an answer to it but you don't know what that answer is um it could be something the children have asked you it could be something that's popped up while you've been reading of course to, to knit together the last topic of discussion or it could just be something completely out of the blue that's just popped into your consciousness and won't go away it, it is simply a question of getting as as many varied and different questions on the board as possible so if you've got one call in now if you hear me say the number it means i've got a phone line free at least one so at the moment i do oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three there's an early flurry of course on mystery hour but now that it's sort of getting more and more popular it means that we have to be more and more strict with who gets on the board. Uh, dullness and repetition are the only reasons why you won't. So if Rhianne or Michael consider your question to be dull, I'm afraid that's it. Don't argue. You'll be politely invited to move along, please. There's nothing to see here. 0345 uh, And if it is a question that we can remember dealing with relatively recently, then you will be similarly politely invited to sling the proverbial hook. And... You can check a little bit of that. You can do a little bit of research to find out if you've got a question. You can do this when we're not on air as well or when you're not listening to, to Mystery Hour. If you go to lbc.co.uk, there's a rather jolly archive of many, well, all of the questions that we've had a crack at over the years. So you can have a look there to see if your question is likely to be politely declined on the grounds of repetition. Um, if you hear somebody else ask a question to which you know the answer, the number remains the same, 03456060973. And we'll take pretty much anything as long as it's engaging and as long as we think other people will be interested in the answer to your question. That's quite a good way of defining dullness as well. A question that only you will really be interested in the answer to is unless you are 
unless you are blessed with a particularly beguiling eccentricity. If it's only you that's going to be interested in the answer, it's unlikely that you will um, make the grade for Mystery Hour. It's seven minutes after 12. Uh, th- those numbers remain the same. You can tw- get involved on Twitter if you wish, at Mr. James O'B. I am trying and so far failing to find a way to, to sort of link up the live broadcast to Twitter. In a way, someone tried it themselves yesterday with a hashtag Twitter Mystery Hour, um, and I went out of my way to favourite that so that you could be the first Mystery Hour question submitted by Twitter for the benefit of people that can't listen live but do listen on a regular basis to the, uh, to the podcast. So I will share that one with you imminently. The first ever Mystery Hour, Twitter Mystery Hour question has been submitted and it has been selected. So I'll share that with you. Owen Smith is responsible for that, who probably isn't listening at the moment, but we'll have a look at... And I know the answer to the question. I'll be honest with you, Owen. It's not the best question I've ever heard, but seeing as we want to get the Twitter Mystery Hour uh, uh, angle sideline started, then I will include that imminently in this afternoon's entertainment. Uh, should we kick off? Should we start with Damon in Forest Hill? Do you think Damon's up to it? Damon, are you up to it? Are you, are you going to be good enough to kick us off today? I've, I'll be honoured to kick you off today. Bring it on, Damon. All right, my question is, I've heard many times that in the First World War, more people died of malaria transmitted by the mosquito than actually killed in action in the First World War. My question is, how comes the mosquito transmits the malaria virus, but it doesn't transmit the HIV virus? Are you oh, sure? Thank God it doesn't. Are you sure it doesn't? I've never heard it. I've never heard of it. Have you? Well, I mean, if it did, there'd be, there'd be no one left in that indigenous country where it's prominent, wouldn't it? Why not? Sorry. Why not? Well, it's a killer. It's a death sentence, isn't it? Well, well, so, so is malaria. Out, so is malaria, mate, and that hasn't yeah, wiped out an entire it's, population. It'd die a bit quicker. But I don't know that you're right. That's all. I mean, you probably are. I'm just, I'm just making sure I've got all my ducks in a row. So you don't. So we need to know: do mosquitoes? Well, do they transmit HIV? I mean, I know it's a weaker virus outside the body, but I mean, yeah. it's not like it's in the mosquito. I mean, it's just a question I always wanted. I mean, if it did. There'd be no one left in those, you know. Oh, well, I hear what you say. Okay, no, I like that. I'll put it on the... Because if the answer is no, mosquitoes don't transmit HIV, then, uh, oddly, I have to ask the supplementary as well. I don't normally allow that, but that'll work. Um, it's ten minutes after twelve. You're listening to Mystery Hour on LBC with me, James O'Brien. Do mosquitoes transmit HIV? If not, why not? Trevor's in Chelsea. Trevor, question or answer? Question, please. Go on. There is a office building on the corner of Southwark Bridge Road and Southwark Street. And the address is 59 or 56 and a half yeah. Southwark Street. Why, why is it a half? How, what makes it a half? Well, they're, Why can't it they're, be they're, 59 or 50, whatever? Because they would have already had 57 next to it, wouldn't it? And they wanted to turn 56 into two buildings, so they called one of them half. Really? Well, what else could it be? I don't know. It's just annoyed me. No, well, now you know. To be fair, mate, <laughs> you could have worked that one out for yourself. Well, I could have done that. But, <laughs> but then it wouldn't have earned me a round of applause, which I will now take yeah. with, your, with your gratitude. Thank you very much. Of Maxine is in Enfield. Maxine, question or answer? Question. Come on, then. James. Right, I'm a bit nervous. Why? I'm a first-time caller. It's only mystery. I don't know. <laughs> never had an argument during mystery. There's nothing to be nervous about. Yeah, I just hope I can formulate it properly. Go on, then. I want to know, yes. is there any other part of the body where the anatomy changes from the singular word to a plural where the word changes completely. What are you and thinking I'm, of? It, right. Your eye becomes eyes. Your tooth 
becomes your actually I've just thought of one. Two um, your, your, <laughs> I was thinking of foot and feet. It changes well, the word completely. Yes. And I want to know why that is. No, you don't. You wanted to know. No, 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 Maxine. You wanted to know if there were any other examples of this. Yes. And the answer to your question is yes, there are. For example, Maxine, tooth and teeth. Tooth and teeth. All right, those two. No, 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 no. You rang in with one, and now you have two. My work here is done. So Trevor could. Trevor, frankly, could have worked out his question for himself, and you did. That's quite a remarkable little double act you've got going on there. So do I get a round of applause for that, then? Um, <laughs> I suppose you do, actually, yes. <laughs> well, that's a first. Thank you very much. That's a little bit of history there, a little bit of mystery history. It's 12 minutes after 12. Chris is in Wembley. Chris, question or answer? Good afternoon, James. It's oh, a question, mate. Oh, yeah. Good man. OK, the question is, we all know, right, black is attracting heat and it attracts the sun and all stuff, but Absol- I don't actually know why. Absorbs. I wondered if anyone else didn't know why absorbs in a, you mean sort of yeah yeah of course yeah it's like if you go out in a dark t-shirt gonna be hotter than a white t-shirt just wondered why why that color yeah okay doesn't it reflect more no, as well it absorbs yeah. more heat and reflects more heat i think it's quite yeah, i know the lighter ones reflect stuff, well i do dark uh colors absorb more heat than light colors Something to do. You know, I did so badly in physics, but one of the few things I remember was that. Did you do this at school, mate? When they had the awning above the shop, and then the ice. You know, stripey awnings that you get above shops. Yeah. Black and white stripes, and then the icicles would would only form on the white ones, not on the black ones, because the blacks would absorb more. The black stripes would absorb more heat than the than the white stripes, which would melt the icicles. So you only got icicles on the white bits. Does that help at all? Yeah. Does that help at all? Um, no. Well, it, no. 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 It's really. what I like to call an engaging anecdote, Chris. <laughs> well, I certainly uh, feel good about that. So anecdote, certainly an anecdote, but... you should have said. Yeah, it's certainly an anecdote, James. Uh, engaging, I think the jury's still out, mate. I'll try and get you an answer. Why do... Why do I, it's confusing that, because I'm not sure the question's completely accurate. There's something weird about black fabrics and black... The, the, the darker colours, I think it reflects and absorbs more. But anyway, why am I trying to answer that? One thing I ain't is a physicist. 0345 is the number to call uh, if you can answer. Uh, well, what have we got? Just the malaria and HIV question left, I think, on the board. Well, do, do mosquitoes um, carry HIV? Or, or, and if not, why not? 0345 if you can answer that, or if you've got indeed a, a, a question that you want to have asked yourself. And we should almost have a fanfare reserved for this. I'm going to introduce the very first t- hashtag Twitter Mystery Hour question. Um, and, and here it comes. Hold on to your hats. It's from Owen, and it was tweeted in the course of the week. So if you want a question to be included in, in Mystery Hour, but you can't listen to it live. This is for the purposes of the podcast um, expressly, but you'll hopefully get the answer during this programme as well. Owen wants to know whether or not new incumbents at Number 10 Downing Street, uh, i.e. the recently elected Prime Minister and their family, when a new PM moves into Number 10, are they allowed to change the decor, pictures, colours, etc.? To which I think I know the answer, and I think you probably do as well, but I'm not quite sure what the limits are. I presume you wouldn't be allowed to knock down the connecting walls and and build an extension, or indeed put in a roof terrace. Uh, More of this to come. The time is 12.15. The place is LVC. I'm James O'Brien. This is Mystery Hour.
20 minutes after 12 and uh, Mystery Hour is underway, your weekly opportunity to achieve the sort of satisfaction that no other radio programme can provide. 03456060973 is the number you need to join in. Questions that still need answers include the uh, question of why mosquitoes don't transmit HIV when we all know they do transmit malaria, why the why black clothes uh, get hotter in the heat and whether or not the first ever Twitter mystery our question submitted what are the new incumbents of number 10 Downing Street allowed to do with regard to the decor and the like and one of the lovely combinations you know how much I love mystery I've told you a million times but you also know by now how much I love Twitter told you that a million times as well at mr james ob is my name on there if you want to get involved and and just a beautiful beautiful combination of, of twitter and mystery i sees the superstar film composer david arnold has replied on twitter to the question that was the first ever twitter mystery hour but david you haven't used the hashtag mate can you um can you sort that out it's hashtag twitter mystery hour or as the basically alarm also on twitter has suggested it should be twistery hour but i think that's too complicated to remember Hashtag Twitter Mystery Hour. If you can't get your question into 100 characters, it probably isn't suitable for the programme anyway. Where are we going next? This is, is, that, is that a name there? Young HD, it says here. Did I get that right in Wandsworth? Yeah, you got it perfectly right, yeah. What's that about then, Young HD? Uh, I've phoned I've you before as well. You should remember. Young HD? Yeah, but you just called me Young at the time. Okay, that'll be why I forgot. How are you, Young? I'm very well, thank you. Question or uh, answer? How are you? I'm all right, actually. Question or answer? It's an answer. Bring it on. It's uh, the HIV question about mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, they can't transmit HIV because they've got... Firstly, they've got two tubes that go from their mouth. One goes from the blood... Um, one, yeah, the blood straight to the stomach. The other one is a salivary gland tube that goes out and um, gives the anesthetic and so you can't feel or bite there's two separate tubes. Yeah. Secondly, the blood, when it gets to the mosquito's stomach, the HIV virus cannot survive in the, uh, in the mosquito's stomach. It hasn't evolved to survive the way that malaria has. Mal- is malaria malaria's the- not a virus, though, is it? It is. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I stand corrected. Yeah. Uh, sure? no. So malaria can't survive. In uh, the gut, no malaria can. I thought malaria was a parasitic. Yeah, 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 malaria can. Sorry, HIV can't survive in the malaria's gut. uh, It's going well, this isn't it? (laughs) Malaria can, malaria can survive. So therefore, it can't transmit HIV. Seems fair. What are your qualifications? It's a strange thing to know about. Oh yeah, well, I was watching um, TV once. It was the Discovery Channel, Natural Geographic. One of the I was stoned. (laughs) But, um, I was watching it. You can't and, come uh, on the radio and say that. What are you talking uh, about? Honestly. I mean, like, people have thrown stones on my head, and I, and I was like, right. a bit dizzy. Well, I don't know if you're stoned <laughs> now or not, but malaria is not a virus. It is indeed a parasitic disease. So I will, right, claw back, thing, right. I, I will claw back a little bit of credibility for that observation. And yeah, award, yeah, right. you know, Young HD, you get the round of applause, my friend. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. But, um, I don't know about your uh, leisure time activities. Probably need a bit of a review. It's 24 minutes after 12. Caroline's on the M4. Caroline, question or answer? Here's the question. Quickly, quickly. Um, why does all fake tan products sell tan or spray tan smell like old biscuits or popcorn? Old biscuits? Yeah, like gone off biscuits. <laughs> or popcorn. My boyfriend says popcorn. Did he? And you, this is because yeah. he, he complains, does he? Yeah, he stinks. 
Yeah, she I, stinks. <laughs> I, I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for that. Yeah, well, it starts off smelling nice and apricotty, fruity, and then after about an hour, you smell. But it's worth it. Um, well, I look like I've been tango, so not really. But most of the time, it's worth it. Smelly. So, okay, why does fake tan smell of old biscuits? That's probably one of the nicest phrased questions ever. And, and I, I quite enjoy the boy, boyfriend in the background going, She stinks! It's 25 minutes after 12, you're listening to Mystery Hour. Professor Hal Zoboski is here with his voice returned to normal after last week's adventures with helium and the other gas, which name I've already forgotten. Question or answer, Professor Hal? Uh, good afternoon, James. It's, uh, it's an answer, if I may. Indeed you may. Um, yeah, I was intrigued by the question about um, black and white clothes. And um, <clears throat> the answer is basically reflection versus absorption. Yes. Black is the absence of light. And um, black clothes, they absorb all the light. Yes. White is a mixture of all frequencies of light, the whole spectrum, red, orange, blue, uh, Roy Gabiz, yes. uh, rich as York, Battle and Bone. Yes. And then white... It's reflecting all the colours of the light, and therefore it appears white, because white's a mixture of... of yes. And um, something's red. It's reflecting, I mean, red light, but absorbing all the other colours. So um, it works with infrared and other spectrums as well, and therefore black clothes absorb the light, white clothes reflect all the white, red, white in the summer for cricket and tennis and such like, and um, dark clothes in the winter. So the original and question it, was wrong. He, he thought... No, the original question was right, actually, sorry. It was, right. it was about why, why does the black um, keep us warmer, as it were. Which then, um, I suppose, begs the question as to why in hotter countries skin is darker and in colder countries skin is lighter. I don't think Professor Howe's ever asked a question before on Mystery Hour. I can't change the rules for you, obviously. Of because, you can't. But that's just to do with melanin, isn't it? Melatonin. Yes, it is. Yes, it it's is. Precisely. I, so. uh, I can't. I've um, lost count of how many rounds of applause you've had. But I have to tell you that you put the but Professor Hal put the footage. I should retweet it actually in case you missed it. You put the footage of uh, of last week's adventures with gases on YouTube. We got a lot of love. We got a lot of praise. I think you made a lot of new friends. So thank you for that. Thank you. Definitely do it. Um, What's the gas that makes your voice go deeper again? It's called sulfur hexafluoride. It's SF6. So it's one sulfur with six fluorines all around it, and the reason tin, or I can breathe it tin, is because it's so inert. When fluorine reacts with anything, the resultant compound is so inert, it won't react with anything. Um, and the only hazard is um, hypoxia, as we... As do we do you get oxytosis? It's hypoxia. Um, hypoxia. Ox What's oxytosis? No, that was That's it. Uh, no, well done. And another round of applause for Professor Howard. Wasn't the best of lines, though? coming up live from the uh, Professor of the Public Understanding of Science at the University of Brighton. I love the idea of someone just turning on at about 12.26 and, and just hearing a slightly poor phone line and a bloke talking about sulphur hexy... Uh, what was it again? I've already forgotten. John's in Sidcup. John, question or answer? Yes, good afternoon to you. Hello, John. Good question. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's very sad, really, but I've worried about where the origin company is. Where does the word fortnight come from for two weeks? Oh, what is a fortnight? Well, uh, let's have a think, shall we, John? You and me? What does fortnight mean? Two weeks, right? But it's such a strange word, isn't it? It's quite strange. I don't know how strange... I mean, really, whether it is as strange as you think it is. How long have you been puzzling over this? Uh, well, I listen to your programme every week when I'm driving in my car, and, and I thought, well, I'll try one day. That's well, I'm actually at home today, and I thought it. I'd try and call you, That's hoping to pop you. But not really, I want to know. Well, how many days are there in, in a... 14 days. And how Fort. many... Ah. How many nights, John? How many nights? It'd yeah. be 14 nights, wouldn't it? Yeah, say that really quickly. 
fortnight. <laughs> Very sad. My mind's gone blank. How was it for you, John? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've always wanted to speak to you, and I've enjoyed it. No, let's make it. Let's string it out a bit longer. In that case, seriously, <laughs> I don't know. That's, 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 so I think that's all it is. It's just short for fourteen nights. Oh, it's far too obvious. So I, I know it is. I feel yeah. I almost feel like I've cheated you somehow. Yeah, I feel I've let you down. I mean, you've got, after all these years, if it gets yeah. through, finally, get on with what you thought was a decent yeah. question. And ostensibly, it was a decent question, but bish, bash, bosh, it's answered. It's yeah. gone, it's oh, over. Well, the moment's gone. i get drunk now and think of you. Well, crikey, <laughs> what is it with intoxication this afternoon? We've got stone callers, we've got people getting drunk. It's outrageous. Obviously... We endorse none of these behaviours. It's 29 minutes after 12. Well played, John. You're listening to LBC. And in fact, John's just reminded me with those kind words. I must say hello to Francis, who stopped stopped his bus yesterday in the street to say hello to me. So the least I can do is return the compliment and say hello to Francis. That was a really nice thing you did, mate. Seriously, I walked home on, on, on cloud nine after your kind words about the programme. So drive carefully today and, uh, and, and give me a wave if you see me, rather than bringing the whole bus to a halt again, because I'm not sure the other passengers were overjoyed it's coming up to half past 12 on lbc it's mystery hour it's all about questions and answers and there's more of both to come after this mystery hour with james o'brien on lbc 32 minutes after 12 is the time and you are listening to lbc what are you allowed to do if you're the recently appointed prime minister with regard to the decor at number 10 downing street it's the first Hashtag Twitter Mystery Hour question that we've accepted. It's not the best uh, question we've ever had by any stretch of the imagination, and I think I know the answer to it as well, but I want to somehow get... The podcast is so popular now of this. It's it's, it's in the top 100 for the whole of the nation on iTunes. It's in the top 22. Actually, that was yesterday. It might have gone up or down since then for the top comedy podcasts in the country. So if we can get the podcast somehow involved in in the live, so using Twitter, get a question into me during the course of the week, hashtag Twitter Mystery Hour, then we'll get the question on next week. One a week to start with and owen has submitted this week's which is um uh, when you are a recently elected prime minister are you allowed to change stuff at number 10 downing street i'm 99 percent sure that you are but if you can answer the question with a bit more knowledge what, what extents what are you allowed to change then you'll be doubly welcome um similarly what else are we looking for um with regard to questions that still need answers the i think we're pre- pretty clear we've done the black and white the black clothing absorbing more heat we've done the uh HIV and malaria and mosquitoes. So what else have we got? We did the four. I think we're clear, actually. We need some new questions. We've gone half hour. Why does fake tan smell of old biscuits or popcorn, depending on your perspective? Uh, Indeed. Why does the questioner stink, according to her own boyfriend? Mark is in Islington. Mark, question or answer? Uh, I have a question, please. Carry on. Um, The question is, when lightning strikes at at sea, Mm. um, and it strikes the sea, does it kill all the fish that are in the... Proximity of, of the strike. Why would it? Well, I'm sure it'd kill me if I was in a swimming pool. Yeah, but you'd be earthed. Yeah. But then there's rocks, there's earth underneath the sea, isn't there? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I did, first glance, I thought that might be a silly question, but it's not, is it? Because you're not saying, does it kill all the fish in all the sea? You're just saying, like, in a 10-metre radius, or... Yeah, it depends yeah. how deep it is as well, doesn't it? But do any fish die? If, if lightning yeah, hits the sea, do any fish die? Why yeah. do you want to know? You're not having much luck with maggots. <laughs> no, no, it's just a conversation that's always popped up, and I just always keep meaning to find out the answer. And it's just... I always listen to Mr. Arrow as well, and I try and think of a question. What could I ring in with? And that's, then I think... <laughs> Why not that one? Yeah, well, that'll do. Kill two birds with one stone. So if, if, if a lightning bolt hits a body of water, a sea or a lake, or do, do, 
is it potentially fatal to, to fish? I like that question. I hope it's not. I hope it's not silly. I hope the answer doesn't make me and Mark feel daft for even asking it. Dave's in crew. Dave, question or answer? A uh, question, please, James. Yes. Um, what is probably really obvious? I don't know, but um, I was playing chess yesterday with my lad, and um, chess, just, chess, yeah, chess, yeah. Mm. And um, I just asked him. I don't know why I asked him. Uh, he should be asking me. But why is the board like checkered? Why is it? Why some squares? Why some squares black? <laughs> because I don't think it matters, does it? It could just be a, a grid. Yeah, but it'd be a lot. It's just a lot easier, isn't it? It's got to be a reason, hasn't it? Well, that's the reason. It's just easier. Why is it easier? Well, because if you want to move your bishop, you can just move it down the same coloured diagonal line and you can see the squares more clearly. I mean, if it was... Also, what would the alternative be? To have it all the same colour but with, with with lines etched into the board so that... Yeah, you... just like a grid, yeah. Why can't it just be played on a grid? Well, you can if you want, but it will be easier to play it on a black and white board. I've never seen a grid, though. It's... But there must be... It must be more of a reason. You can make... What other reason would there be? I mean, the original board, how it was made, probably. They just used different coloured bits of stuff to make the board. I don't... I, this is either one of the most amazing questions ever, or, or possibly yeah, the that, worst. That's how I feel about it as well. But what we need is a grandmaster. How, how, how good would well, that I, be? No, just because you're good at chess doesn't mean you know why the board is checkered. Okay, well, we just need someone who knows them. <laughs> Well, I, I can't see what the answer would be apart from the fact that it just it just makes sense. It would be, be. I mean, it's a bit like saying, "Why do you have lines on a football pitch when you've got a linesman? You could just rely on the linesman to run up and down really quickly and tell you when you've crossed the line." But if you've got a no, line drawn line. on the pitch, it makes life easier. Every line on a football pitch means something, doesn't it? But you know, black and white. What, is, what are the black and white? Black and square. I, I don't know. All right, I'm going to put that. That. that, that I'm going to put that on the board. But it could be, it could be that, I don't, I, is that a really silly question? Or is it, well, let's find out. Uh, why are chessboards checkered? Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. If you can answer that, I'll bite your arm off. And uh, let's go to Adrian, who's in Hampton Court. Adrian, question or answer? Uh, it's a question, please, James. Yes. Okay, uh, £2 coin. Um, why has it got um, Randy Randy Edge? Why has it got, uh, on the, we stand on the shoulder of giants? It's a quote, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's engraved in the... No, in it's the... a famous quotation. It's about, um... I think it's about how our forefathers, our ancestors, have given us a better perspective on the world, isn't it? Or something like, you don't want this from me, do you? You want a proper answer. <laughs> but, well, I mean, on, on the pound coin, there are, there are different phrases engraved, but it's all in Latin. No, but you uh, just, the on the two-pound coin, standing on the shoulders of giants, it comes, I can't remember who it comes from, because I've got that flipping Oasis album stuck in my head, so I can't remember <laughs> what the original literary allusion is to. I don't yeah, think I, the two-pound coin, I don't think the two-pound coin is quoting Noel Gallagher's album title. I think, no, I think no, no. it goes, it's, it's sort of Oscar Wilde or Bernard Shaw or someone like that. But is that all you want to know? The full quote no, and who just, said it? Well, uh, no, no, really, it's just, just why, why, is, why is that written in English and why, why that quote? Okay, but I, I think the answer lies in what, what the quote is from, because it will deliver some sort of message along the lines of, well, because we're standing on the shoulders of giants, the epic achievements of our forefathers, our ancestors, explain why we have the civilization that we have now. I could be wrong, but we'll find out. 0345 is the number to call. Uh, James is in Brecon in Wales. James, question or answer? Hello, I have an answer for you. Marvellous. 
Um, so it's about the uh, hashtag uh, Twitter Mystery Hour question on uh, number 10. Excellent um, employment of hashtag Twitter Mystery Hour there, James. Well done. Are <laughs> so, you allowed, um, what changes, are you allowed to make changes at number 10 Downing Street? Uh, there are two answers to that question um, oh. relating to different parts of number 10 itself because obviously you have the bit underneath um, an apartment which is where the, the Prime Minister and yes. his family or her family would live um, and you have the, the government bits beneath that. Um, that's less um, alterable, and that would be done by uh, committees, and uh, Civil there service. wouldn't be nearly as much uh, control over that. Um, you would, of course, get the, the new portrait along the stairs, um, yes. running up to the apartment. Uh, but inside the apartment itself, um, I remember reading uh, a book by a former prime minister, and uh, she and her husband uh, decided that uh, it needed a lot of work in the kitchen, uh, which hadn't been changed for many, many years. That's right. Um, and the, the general flat apartment area that they have upstairs. Um, and they were able to make um, fairly significant decor alterations. Um, this was also done in conjunction with a load of uh, electrical work and, and plumbing work that needed doing f- that needed doing for about twenty years. Fantastic! Uh, you know, the first ever, the debut, the, the inaugural hashtag Twitter Mystery Hour question has uh-huh. been quite beautifully answered. James, what are your qualifications? Well, I am a bit of a, a conservative activist, and this is all from Lady Thatcher's uh, Downing Street years. Brilliant. The second bit's brilliant. I'm not so sure about the first bit. <laughs> but it's earned you a rat. Well, would you be able to do whatever you wanted? Could you, like, have a dungeon put in or something? Um, if it, well, it's in city of Westminster, Kensington sort of area. I, I imagine all the people around there are doing it. Would you wonder if they'll leave silk a ticket Could you do black silk wallpaper? Could you, I mean, could you really, <laughs> could you go bling? Could you really do, could you do it like, uh, what's that MTV show? Not Pimp My Car. Oh, What's um, the other Pimp one? My Ride. Cribs. Cribs on MTV. I'm oh. sure, as a conservative activist, James, I'm sure you watch little else. But Cribs on MTV, oh, course, we could yeah. really bling it up, get get a sort of whirlpool bath put in there, a, a retractable roof, all that sort of thing. Lots the, of uh, big wattage stereos, all the that. Big wattage stereos, <laughs> exactly right. James, have a round of applause, my friend. Beautifully played. Thank you. And wow, there you go. There it is. It's up. It's running. It happens. A hashtag Twitter mystery hour will now become a weekly feature and in fact the basically alarm who's also on twitter has recognized that quote about standing on the shoulders of giants but we're not we don't want to get carried away with 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 um non-live contributions as it were richard is in tottenham richard question or answer it's an answer yes it's for the question about uh, 59 and a half public street yeah i, d- I don't um, worry about that because i mean we're a national radio station now yes i, know, I don't I know, know that southwark street is going to be of that much interest to people listening in cowdenbeath true that but i'm sure once they saw it, they would be interested basically i used to work there it's um it's london council's representative for london boroughs yes and the building is quite old it's an old factory okay it's actually built after all the other buildings around it right so, uh the address they just sort of came up with it so, so, so they had but 59 and they had 60 but they built something in between the two so they called it that's 59 right, yeah. and a half. if you look so, on their website it gives a bit more interest oh no that's a good answer I, I was sort of half right then i should probably share my round of applause with you i presumed that they'd converted an old building into two but in fact they they there was one building and then there were two. That's right, yeah. Usually it's A, though. Usually you'd say 59A, wouldn't you? True, true. Maybe in their wisdom at the time they thought half was better than A. It's a little more charming, and that's the age of the building then becomes pertinent as well. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you a whole round of applause, but half of it is actually mine, all right? All right, thank you. I, I'll let you choose which half. Jez is on the M25. Jez, question or answer? Hello, James. Hello, it's James. an answer. Come on, then. Uh, to your chessboard question, or mm. someone's chessboard question. Yes, why, why um, is the chessboard checkered? Uh, well, you, you, you've almost given yourself the answer there. If you think about the other game that is packaged with chess in yes. the modern world... Drafts. Um, ...is drafts or checkers. Yes. 
And the black and white squares are important for that game because they are your black and white pieces stay on the coloured squares. It's yes. not actually important for chess at all. It's a, a modern, uh, because we tend to package the two games together, the um, sort of convention, as it were, has been to always colour chessboard black and white. But your caller was quite right that you could just have a delineated um, hatched board with, with no colours on it for chess because any of the pieces can move on to any square. But really? the importance of the colours is for drafts or checkers. So when so chess, when it was first played, wasn't played on a checkered board then? Uh, it would have, yeah, it, it wasn't necessarily, I don't know, because it wasn't around when chess was first played, but uh, <laughs> uh, it doesn't have don't, to You be. don't have to be there. You're aware that the Titanic no. sank, Jez, I presume. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, no, the, the, I, I don't, the, originally it was just a, a, a hatch board, a segregated board with the squares. Um, the, the colours bear no relevance to the game of chess, other than you tend to play with two colours. Yes, you do, but that's just a convention, isn't it? What are your qualifications? What's, what, what, why have you dived in on this one? Because uh, when I was at school and sort of my younger years, I used to play quite a lot of chess. I used to play a lot of chess clubs and chess ladders and chess competitions, and I asked the question once, why do we play with a black and white board? And the answer is drafts. As, as I've given it to you. Or checkers beautifully played, and it's earned you a round of applause. Thank you very much. I think if you get if you get ten more rounds of applause, you become a grand master of mystery hour. I've already got a few. I normally answer air traffic stuff. Well, no, that's uh, <laughs> from air traffic to chess. Thanks very much. And everything in between. Thank you, Jez. Uh, Peter is in Ilford. Peter, question or answer? It's an answer, James. Yes. Hello, James. Hello. Um, it's the um, electricity and water question. If a lightning bolt <laughs> hits the sea, <laughs> will it kill any fish? Yes. That'll do. You can, agla- you can elaborate a little if you wish, Peter. <laughs> OK. Um, you had this question, a very similar question, a year or so ago. Yeah, I'm just getting a lot of messages saying that. It's, it's, swimming swimming it's, pool in a toaster? Would it kill somebody at the other end of the pool? Was that the That was it, wasn't it? Throw the toaster into a swimming pool, would it kill? Yes. And it's about volume of water and, and the dissipation it of is. the current. It'll kill the fish if they're very, very close. Electric eels kill fish with electricity. They Some do, fishermen yeah. stun electricity with fish, but it doesn't travel too far through the water. Otherwise, a massive lightning storm would be followed by a sort of biblical plague of dead fish washing up on the shores of... of yeah, of, of well, if, if it happens to hit a shoal of fish, it will kill the lot, but there we are. That's, um, Qualifications, you know, Peter? Avid listener to... <laughs> To your entire show, including Mystery Hour, um, already six and a half rounds of applause. I hope to add to it, and um, and a watcher in the past of all sorts of educational things on the television. Very nicely done, and I, I like the way that you because I can tell that you're a proper listener then because you did that thing that I normally you avoided that thing that I normally get annoyed by when people talk about how much they enjoy Mystery Hour and then sort of kind of maybe give the impression that they don't pay attention to the other 14 hours of the week quite as assiduously. But you snuck in there with, a, with all of your shows, <laughs> not, just, not just 12 till 1 on a Thursday. Peter? No, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Oh, bless you, mate. Seven and a half. Thank you. Well played. Two and a half more, you become a grandmaster of mystery. I've only just invented that, so I don't want Wayne in basled and bending my ear about the fact he's already got 11. When does he get his certificate? It's 12.46. Ten to one is the time. Mystery hour is underway. A couple of questions still in need of answers, and I'd say, actually, we could probably squeeze in a couple more questions. Let's try. Kevin's in Wallingham. Kevin, question or answer? It's a question, James. Come on, then. Um... Now, I thought about this question after I asked it. Yeah. And I think I might have to slightly change it, because I think I might know the answer already. What? Um, 
Yeah, what basically, fresh hell it's, is this? Um, Go on. <laughs> basically, it's um, I went up Ben Nevis at the weekend um, with a few mates, and um, I come down. So you you went up the mountain in Scotland. That's not a figure of speech that I haven't caught up with yet that the kids are using <laughs> these days. What did you do this weekend? I went up Ben Nevis, mate. Whoa! No. <laughs> You actually went up the yeah. mountain, right? Carry I on. did actually go up there, yeah, yeah, and it was pretty wet. Yeah, um, yeah um, I got down, I thought, um, well, how do they measure the height of them? And yeah. I'm sort of thinking, and then I thought, well, I'm a bit silly because I thought, well, they pretty much use electronic devices now. But um, So I thought, well, maybe I need to change it to how did they measure them before the electronic devices were brought in? Yeah. How, well, what electronic device would they use now? Well, they got altimeters, out, like, like haven't they? Yeah, I mean, I think even my mate had one when we were going up. He had like an elevation meter or something. Really? Because um, they're pretty, um, they're pretty precise. You know, I mean, they're, they're measuring them to the exact meter. They are. You know, so so how I did mean, they I, measure mountains before? Yeah, before they were brought in. What's a sextant? I don't know. It's something on a ship that you use to navigate with. I've just, I've just got this image in my head of, of you can do something, but you'd have to be able to see the top of the mountains, and that's not going to work. The thing is, though, is, you, you know, the, the height of the mountain, you know, the bottom isn't going to be at sea level. No, but I think you know, mountains so, are measured from sea level, aren't they? Yeah, they are measured from sea level. Um, but what I'm saying is, is you'd have to, to go from, from a mountain all the way to sea, you'd yeah. have to have a pretty long spirit level and a, you know, a, yeah. a plumb bob to, to measure that. So, plumb bob, that's what um, I was thinking of. Yeah, a plumb bob, yeah. Plumb bob. Why <laughs> did I say sextant? I, I don't know, I'm going to have to go and look that up now. Oh, I don't no, know what so I, mate. So you don't need to look it up, you haven't misused it, I'm the one that needs to look it up, you, you <laughs> just carry on. So, yes, so sea level, yeah, actually it's really hard. Now you come to me. It's possible... It. Yeah, it's possible that, that I don't actually know. I haven't seen a map of before, you know, like that far yeah, back. We, we, knew, we, knew, we knew that Ben Nevis was the biggest mountain in the British Isles before we had handheld electronic devices of any kind. We probably knew that before we had telephones, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, I would have thought so. But how accurate they could have got, I, I, I'm not really sure, you know. Um, I, I guess just by looking at them, you know, like the prehistoric people could have worked out it was the highest mountain, but... You know, but I don't want, know how know, we want the statistical are. measurement. We don't just want prehistoric yeah, that, yeah, people that, going. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, um, if if they could get accurate um, before Love these it. meters came out, I'd like to know how they actually did it. Love it. What um, what are we doing up Ben Nevis? Just uh, lads week away, really. Just uh, went up to Edinburgh, had a few beers, and, and then uh, went up uh, where well, we actually went up Ben Nevis first. So it probably nice would have been a bit a bit of a mess if we had a bit a few beers. Yes, first, very, yeah, very wise. I've got an answer, I think. Stay on the line, Kevin, because it doesn't normally happen this quickly. Have ours in Norbury. Have our question or answer? Answer to the, the um, height of, or how do they measure height of mountains? Yes. Actually, uh, yes. I mean, in the olden days, they started doing it manually. How? How? Yes, surveyors actually started from the sea, and they used a device called theodolite. Theodolite. And, and then, Maybe that's what I was thinking of instead of a... And then they set up, I mean, I did this in college myself anyway, yes. but they set up places, along, well, across the country, they were called uh, benchmarks. Yes. And these benchmarks with a measured height from the sea. Ah. So if, even if you wanted to, for example, know the height of a hill or anything else, you would take the measurement from that nearest benchmark, which has got the height from the sea level. Right. And then you work out with the help of angles and the distance, you work out the height of the 
building or a tower. Yeah, like Pythagoras, or, would it be? Because you've got the hypotenuse in the bottom piece, so you can work out what the... What the uh, to be honest, I, because uh, I did all this when I was uh, not in England, yes. um, ages ago, 30 years ago maybe, when I was at college. So maybe the name or the pronunciation is slightly different, but this is how it was done uh, what, what, what information do you need to make that measurement? So you've got well, the benchmark, said, and then you've got what? the benchmark. For example, the benchmark somewhere uh, near the shard, let's say, is 500 meters from the sea level. Yes. And then what you need to do is with this device, which, as far as I can remember, it was called theodolite. You go to the bottom of the shard. Yes. And then, as you look at the top of the shard, you measure it. It, it gives you the angle. But you have to be able to see the top. Yes. So you have to see the top. You can't see the top of Mount Everest. No. But what you do, again, you can go up level, let's say, at uh, stages. So uh, you, you work out the, the angle and the distance, the horizontal distance. I'm going to go all in on Pythagoras. Okay, I mean, I, as I said, I, I'm sorry with the, either pronunciation or the name of the... Uh, either, no, it's either Pythagoras or Osmosis. I'm going in with Pythagoras. Okay. <laughs> or meniscus. Those are the only three technical words that I know. It's meniscus, osmosis, or it Pythagoras. It can't be osmosis, no. It's definitely not osmosis. It's no. highly unlikely to be meniscus. Well, either. I've never heard that word No, anyway. I, I don't think you ever will again. A Pythagoras' theorem, I think. It, it is, yes, you work out the horizontal distance, That's you work right. out the angle, and then yes. that gives you the horizontal, the vertical distance. Oh, it's trigonometry. Trigonometry. Something like that. Something. Wait there. Kevin, what do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I pretty much thought it would be something to do with, like, triangulation or something like that, but then you've got to be able to see the top of the mountain. No, because with the theodolite, you can go up in stages, so you can sort... I don't know how you'd yeah. mark the mountain where you'd got to, but... Yeah. You, that, I think I've seen these sticks oh, no, before. Because I've, you've I've, got no, to no, hang on, how about speaking? You, you know when you see they are building roads and things? You yes. see somebody standing with a... I mean, you can still yes. see them nowadays, yes. standing with, like, a, a, a vertical ruler, which, yes. is, which has got white, um, white and red strips, or white That's and it. black yes. and white strips. yes. So that is actually where he's standing. They will mark that place where he's standing. And then, for example, that becomes, I don't know, 300 uh, meters above sea level. And then you go, and t you go to that stage, and then you measure the next stage. So that is how it was done in the past. I think you're brilliant. Manually. Qualifications, Hava? Where did you Well, I, I've got BSc in civil engineering, and mm. geology and geography was part of our... Blimey. Can't program. argue with that, Kev. What do you reckon? Yep. Oh, thank you very much. At last. Thank well, you. Oh, that's what we hear. A bit of flipping appreciation for the Mystery Hour round of applause. Far too many blasé recipients of it recently. Kevin, I should have checked with you. Are you happy with that? He's gone. It's too late now, anyway, if he wasn't. It's 12.57. Have we done everything? Have we answered every question? If we've answered every question, I might have to sing to you. What about the, um, what about on the shoulders of giants and stuff? Peter's in Elton. Peter, question or answer? No, it's, uh, uh, doubting Thomas on the chess question. Oh, All go right, on, then. Uh, because, I mean, as far as I'm aware, I mean, I've been playing chess all my life, but when you set up, the queen always goes on its own colour to start with. Yes. Now, you, you could get away with that by probably jiggling it about and having opposite the kings, but the bishops are stuck on one square, so the black bishop on the black square only travels on black squares. Well, yeah, so but what? no, that's not true. I mean, that is actually true, but only as a coincidence. The bishop travels diagonally, so you'd still be able to track a bishop, even if the squares were different colours. If they no. were all the same colour, yeah, you would, because it can only travel diagonally. No, I don't, I don't see it, because the thing is, when you set up, I mean, you could move it across another square and you'd never pick up on it. No, but I'd, I'd notice that you were doing that, and I'd say, Oi, put your bishop back, you <laughs> cheat. 
So the fact that it's black and white makes it easier. That's that's what I said originally. You could theoretically play the game without black and white board. Well, I don't know. Of course you could. I think it'd be very difficult. Yes, exactly. That's what I mean when I said it's easier not to. It's the opposite of difficult. All right. And the other thing we were talking about is Pythagoras. I thought it was, but yeah, are you sure it's not osmosis? We may never know. I've got to tell you, Chris in Bayswater had a brilliant question tying in with the last hour. I don't know if it's suitable for Mystery Hour, but he wants to know why books don't have ratings like films and video games do, which is actually quite an interesting question, especially if you've read Titus Andronicus recently. That's it from me for another day. We'll do it all again tomorrow from 10. I'm James O'Brien. This is LBC, and here is Julia Hartley Brewer.